Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Motor Cult Podcast. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by Ryan Sinisky. Hello there. How's it going this week? Oh, it's episode 10. I'm excited. I know. We got the big 1-0. So. We, we've made it 10 episodes. We've, we have. We've not had a cease and desist. This mm. is good. Well, not yet. Not Knock yet. Wood. Nope. Corey's only been abducted by wolves. The geese so far have not taken him. Well, this I mean, is good. He did, I mean, he's back with us this week, which is impressive because, we, I mean, the snow has melted, but he still he forged his own path. Yeah, he did. He still has a black toe. Yeah, it's pretty gangrenous looking. <laughs> it's terrible. I thought modern vaccinations. Maybe he's an anti-vaxxer. I don't know. But anyway, uh, he's still alive, but I we think, think gangrene, he's probably on the down. I think down. gangrene is bacterial, though. Sure. I so don't know. modern... Maybe, it, fine. He's got meningitis. I have no idea. <laughs> he's got... He's got... Um, He's got a penicillin-resistant... Uh... <laughs> penicillin-resistant? Okay, <laughs> yeah, sounds go. good. All, All right. right, beer time. What beer do we time. got? Beer time. We have, by actually, my favorite local. I have to specify local because I said that Clown Shoes Mango Kalsh is my favorite Kelsch. summer. Whatever. Uh, Boom Island <laughs> Witness okay. is a very, very like close... Island yeah, it's a very close... That's a lovely container. That's yeah, just a this regular is a growler. growler. Yes, yep. it is oh, huge. All right, get that I'm bad gonna boy I'm going to crack on. this bad yep. boy open, max that gain out. Oh, yeah. That sounded awesome. <laughs> that always sounds super good on the podcast, so I'm going to keep doing that. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, Boom Island Witness, it is a Belgian uh, wit beer. Uh, is, what, it, is, what is wit beer? It is a wheat-based beer. Okay, so it's like a vice beer from like Polliner or something like that? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Get to be Don Cushon, sir. Give me mine. All right. I like these Indeed Brew co- coasters that you brought down a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, I did. That Very colorful. It. Also... Uh, I actually have a funny story about this logo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell me. A couple of scooters ago, I had uh, a Chinese GY6 250cc. Yeah. And I bought it, and it had some, like, really just stupid, like, Harley stickers on the front of it. So Gross. I took them off, and it took the paint off with it. So <laughs> I had a couple of these uh, stickers from Indeed, and I put them over the, <laughs> the paint-removed area. <laughs> yeah, it worked really, really well. So... That's my story about Indeed. That is great. Wow, I, I just bought my own microphone. I'm man, you're, are, are you me now? Well, I had an event here last night, and I moved all the podcast equipment, so it's going to take some time to get it back to equilibrium. But, that is fair. All right, I suppose we should, if you've got a pour, let's take a sample yeah, of this and see, it. see what we see. I already know how I feel about it, but you tell me first. Ooh, I yeah. like that. <laughs> it's really good, isn't Ooh, it? Ooh, it's got a lot of flavor for a light beer like that. I know. It's, it's not a light beer, you, you know you, what I mean? No, for like a lighter colored lighter beer. Lighter body beer, you look yeah. at that, It's a it's little perfectly bit, clear, nice and gold. It's, it's got a nice carbonation to it. slightly darker than mm-hmm. Nordeast or Premium, which it, are like... A little no. darker than Premium. It's lighter than Nordeast. Yeah, a little bit lighter than Nordeast, darker than Premium. That's so our, you our metric. That's yeah, our that's yardstick. Our, yeah, that's our, it's our yardstick. <laughs> we'll compare it to... So you see it and you're like, okay, this is going to be decent. It's going to have a little bit of flavor, but no, yeah. it's just like, it's a punch in the mouth of Ooh, flavor. It's, it's got just a very delicious. fruity aftertaste, yeah. too, in and a it's, good way. You're okay with that, like, sitting in your mouth for a minute, which I is... Have, it's the season where I'm really into this kind of beer. Uh, mm-hmm. well, the beer we had last week, I'd blank on the names. Was it that Kelsch? Yeah, the Kelsch. Okay, uh, that was, um, yeah. that community, was really good, yeah. too. The mm-hmm. community Kelsch, that was delicious. I am a huge proponent of these beers. These are... These are excellent. So Yes, and, and it will continue. It's before noon, so I feel a little bit like a drunkard because we're doing this a little earlier than <laughs> you're typical doing this today. For, you're doing this for business. It's different. I, no, I'm taking one for the team. We both are. So. <laughs> we are. We are taking one for the team. You know well, what else is taking one for the team? The Lancer name. 
Yes, yes, it is. The Lancer name is. I <laughs> forgotten about that until you mentioned that, and I saw that there are rumors that and Mitsub- the Eclipse name, but the, that's already out. Mitsubishi <laughs> will be actually taking their Lancer name and Eclipse crossing it and making a Lancer crossover, an which is absolutely irritating. Mm. Um, so is that going to be like a down segment vehicle from the I'm, Eclipse Cross? Or? I, I don't know. Uh. That's the thing. It, for all I know, it could end up being a minivan. Because Eclipse Cross is nothing to do with the actual Eclipse. It just has a name. I feel like that's built on an Outlander. It's just like I, stretch a little bit or something. But I don't know. It's I just, don't know what I think that it's, is. I, actually, I think it's a totally, well, as close, as, as totally different as Mits, or Mitsubishi can currently I be. I know. I hate but, it. Yeah, I do too. I was really... Um, it's a crossover, and we've established that those are diabolically well, I, terrible. I think, well, more than that, like, I normally hate crossovers, but I have a particular disdain for the Eclipse and the coming Lancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, crossover because they take cars that we love and oh, put the, the name on it like right. yeah it's like and, bastardizing indiana jones well it's like if ford named the the escape the thunderbird <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. like all Ugh. the every i don't understand why more people aren't pissed off about this and i'm happy to say from all I've i have never can, heard anything positive about these namings no it, nobody ever says that like the only one that kind of worked out was the chrysler pacifica because nobody gave a shit mm-hmm. about the original pacifica so they could just use that. Like, that was an established right, name. they had no cash. Yeah. And so, and then they marketed the hell out of it to millennials. And actually, it's as close to a half-decent Chrysler right oh, now yeah. as you can get. You but can get a plug-in hybrid on that, too. So yeah. I mean, cool. they're in, they actually make, like, airbag suspension kits aftermarket. And they look actually, decent for there's, a van, They make so. an aftermarket for it. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I can't get a manual. I'm not too excited. They make an aftermarket for it. They make aftermarket Does parts. Does that car have one of those aftermarkets those after, installed after on it? Those aftermarket parts. <laughs> no, they, well, no they, they've actually, there's actually an aftermarket for it. I'm not sure how much of that is right. Chrysler giving dollar cars to aftermarket manufacturers and saying make some stuff for our car to make right. it look cooler. But which is something that I FCA think I feel done, like does that. Yeah, a lot, they've yeah. done that in the past, especially for Jeeps and stuff. Yeah, and but I mean, uh, it seems to work. There are a uh, there's an abundance of um, of parts available for them. Huh. Sorry about that phone blip. We we're recording during Cars and Caves right now, so people are walking there's gonna through. Noise, yeah, there's going to be some ambient noise. Yeah, there's going to be some ambient noise here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm really irritated that uh, Mitsubishi is doing that. Yeah, I, I just don't understand the thought process behind it. Like, I get, I mean, they, they really don't have that big an automotive presence in this country. So, I mean, they no. don't have that many names in the trademark list that they can draw from that have any sort of recognition. There's no point to it. But, I mean, why not just start with a new name? Because the people that are looking for a Lancer or an Eclipse, like, they're, they're going to walk into a dealership crossover. and they're going to be pissed. Yeah. Like, well, you just got me in here I'm, for a new Lancer I am happy and to it's report. a crossover. I'm happy to report after the Eclipse Cross has been out for months um mm-hmm. i've seen one in my life i have seen one as well um it's probably was it red uh, yeah actually it was. i think it was the same car i <laughs> might only, have just been the one delivered minnesota i think I, I don't think that they're selling that well which is great because i want mitsubishi to suffer for that terrible decision um bring back the evo yeah exactly bring back the evo all right if you're making a clips cross like i don't get it because like there's so many other names they could have used like they could have called it the montero cross right or the page the pajero cross which was their right. japanese name for the montero mm-hmm. like they mitsubishi which is a bomb name yeah it's pajero? a great name yeah it's like, got a j in it yes it does but i mean like, mitsubishi they've got if we put a j in Corey's name it would be way better corgi corgi <laughs> Mitsubishi, they've got an extensive list of, wow, that's a bad of defunct um, SUVs 
and trucks that they could right. that they could pull from. They right. choose not to. It's just it seems like a really stupid decision on their end. I agree. I, just, um, I didn't really read any of the stories about it, but I see it in the notes, and it just makes me livid. So I don't. Yeah, I no, don't want to even look into I it. I don't. Uh, I I saw the that they're thinking about that. I could not bring myself to even click on the articles to read about it because I just didn't want to be depressed. I had a rough week, and it would just ruin my week. Um, Same. Yeah. No. There. It, that's that's the thing with these. Is I just Mitsubishi's. They they used to be really good. And now that it's it's exactly that whole, um, they made one nice car. The and Mirage. They put, no, not the Mirage, but yet. Yeah, but uh, now currently the Mirage is their best car. Uh, but they made, like, I know you they have made, a hard spot. Or sorry, soft spot. In your I do. Have, I've got a hard spot in my pants. Um, God. <laughs> but is they, that why we have an entire episode requisitioned currently for a Mirage? Mostly, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, the thing is with the Mirage, like a lot of people, like they, most people talk shit about the Mirage. Um, and that, that, that makes sense. I understand that. If you see a baseball mirage talking shit about it. Well, people just don't take it at face value. No, they don't. The thing is, well, this is with Mitsubishi. They kind of have, like, shit quality right now. Like, they've, they've, mm-hmm. they've never been great. Like, right. a lot of people, wa- like, have, like, rose-colored glasses on about old Mitsubishis. But if you get into, right. like, really anything short of a Diamante or a 3000 GT, like, their basic cars are kind of chintzy yeah the interiors are nothing to write home about no they're not and it's like it, it was the driving experience that people mm-hmm. liked about them and they made a few really really good cars they're they're kind of like mitsubishi is the chrysler of japan like when they get it right they that. get it right yeah and when they don't they are the exact polar opposite and just do trash but I, I think feel like you could say that about just about any car but i mean though. like in particular though like I guess like another example would be like Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. Like if you get like if you know, if you ever seen get Alpha Sud, apparently those are just terrible. Alpha Sud? Yeah. Is that a vehicle? Yes, it is. Oh. Uh, Alfa Romeo made a car uh, in the seventies and eighties where they uh, wanted to bring jobs to um, like. Oh, that is a horrible car. Yeah, well, they wanted to bring jobs to Central Italy, so they had a plant in the middle of Italy. Where they God, just hired name. farmers. Just looking they put an umlaut the, over Looking at you. the shape of that word, alpha sud, it just, bleh. But they, It sounds like something you have that's like a bathroom issue or something. I know, right? Like, I've got alpha <laughs> it's sud this terrible. week. It's, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a sexually contracted disease. Probably is. <laughs> but, I mean, Italians like, just didn't but it was just very poorly made because, like, in addition to being an alpha male, it was, it was built by people that had never built cars before because they just hired random farmers to build it. Oh, so it's like the... Uh, the ye old Magna Steyr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're just a contract manufacturer for bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But anyway, so uh, back to the Mirage, though, what I want to talk about with him is that is my favorite Mitsubishi, and that's the only Mitsubishi I could ever recommend to anybody. Well, at least the current day Mitsubishi. Current day, modern one. Right. Yeah, like as a daily like driver. I would recommend like Evo 9. Because the thing is, if you get a fully loaded Mirage, you yeah. get 85% of what you get on a fully loaded Outlander. All right. As, and the, as far as equipment. As far as equipment goes. So yeah. you get the backup camera, you have keyless entry, you have... Keyless go, even. I think yeah, you have, like, all of the nice stuff on it. Got the you get the, I think they have, the like, nice stereo the around view camera. Yeah, I think I mean, you have heated seats a, in it. Like, the only thing you don't get is you have, like, a manually adjustable seat, which is actually better. It kind of reminds me of the Versa Note. It's a lot of the same thing. Exactly. It's a super cheap card but, that you can just buy all of the show with none of the go. Exactly. But the thing is, though, where the Versa Note, that doesn't make sense because Nissan still makes cars that like a higher trim level Nissan, the right. quality matches. Mm-hmm. When you get a fully loaded Outlander, you get all that stuff, but still a shitty interior. Right. This one, it's the only Mitsubishi on the market mm-hmm. where the quality of build, the build quality 
matches up with the price point. Yeah, in a desirable package. And the people give that car a shit, but I think it's mainly because they're like, "Oh, this is like super chintzy." It's, <laughs> it's got three cylinders. I'm <laughs> like, it's a brand new car with a warranty for like nine grand. It, what do you? This expect? is a car where you can finance that forever. Can you do an eighty-four yeah, month? I'm sure loan you on can it? for like fifty dollars a month. How under? How quickly would you be underwater on that? Car? Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like they, Just they suffocating, tank. glugging it in, getting pneumonia. Exactly, but they they tank it value. But it's like I don't know. They're actually not that bad to drive. I've driven a few of them, and I actually oh, they're, they're light. Cars. They're light fun. Like they're. It's so hard to make a light car not drive interestingly. Well, another thing that's actually interesting about it, I was just doing some number crunching because I was trying to make sense of like why I found a three cylinder with seventy five horsepower fun to drive. Yeah. Uh, I. Actually, crunch the numbers. What's the curb weight? It weighs like 2,400 pounds. That's Nothing. Pretty, it's pretty light. For a modern car, that's featherweight. It's second to the Smart 4.2. That's the lightest car that you can buy in the United States. Regular but, Fiat 500 is like 2,200 pounds. That was it. it, yeah. it okay. So I think I might have driven like a fully loaded one. Um, Dave Barth is I, I do not have a computer in front of me right now. That's true. I, so I kind of miss your pink if you could, If you could Google yeah. the, weight, the curb weight of it. I'll do that later. But I actually, I did some number crunching, and it actually has a better torque per pound ratio than the fit, which is its immediate oh, competitor. it's lighter than you thought. Yeah. It's uh, 2,018 pounds for okay. a stripper and 2,117 Holy pounds crap. for a that's, fully loaded one. That's EF Civic light. That's that also is, my benchmark for what a light car is, is EF Civic. Yeah, no wonder the carpet's thin. Yeah, like, I'm okay with that. Like, that kind of weight, like, it's you can have a lot of fun. It's for people that need reliable transportation or if you want like a city car that doesn't cost anything and you don't care if it gets totally ruined yeah a daily driver exactly and you the don't fact want that there will be none of these left in 30 years is fine yeah it doesn't matter I, and you know what there's actually there's a guy uh i think his name's kua that was in um st paul who has one and he just put some very very over performing tires on it and he has all oh, the fun yeah. in the world yep. he's putting super sticky tires and he's he just got, like probably 14 inch upgraded wheels and put on <laughs> yeah, he some does. like yeah. old old stock i think <laughs> i think he's got some like, he put on some like rotas mm-hmm. just because he needed like an extra inch to buy a half decent tire seen this car yeah it's just like it's a silver mirage yeah like, super it actually good looks pretty like, decent with a set of wheels on it though yeah and he's got like super high performance tires uh hks makes coilers uh part number AA1010. Nobody actually, needs to know the part anyway, number. That's the part number, I'm if I'm not your mistaken. your knowledge goes uh, Mitsubishi deep. Well, if I'm, if I'm ever seriously considering buying a car, I look up to see if there are coilovers for it. Okay. That's my first thing. So I hate stock I assume running. there are for and a there Mazda are. 5. There's, there's, yeah, Mazda 5, everybody makes them. Is it just them. a Mazda 3 coilover, or is yeah. it different? Yeah, and there's a couple of companies that make them that have like spring rates that are made for the Mazda 5 for the extra 200 pounds okay. and how the weight's distributed. I ran into that with my wagon, too. But, yeah, even even like the Mitsubishi Mirage, you can get coilovers, coilovers for it. You can get really good tires for it. All that, and you can have a whole bunch of fun with 75 horsepower. Agreed. <laughs> now it's a momentum car, but, I mean, I, I daily drive slow cars a lot of the time. Yeah, so. it, it's, you know, if you want a slow car to drive fast, there you go, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Mitsubishi Every day. Mirage. I don't, I mean, we inadvertently talked on that when we were talking about the shitty Lancer, but... No, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't personally buy a Mirage, but I'm not the target demographic. No, you're not. Well, I, I don't no, need a car I don't think for that. I don't think there's a single person on Earth that owns both a Mitsubishi Mirage and a Ferrari. So, and I don't, I, It would be an interesting um, niche. It really fill. would be. <laughs> 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 Open up your motorplex garage, and you've got a... Ferrari like a, and... Like a 488 GTB, and you've got a... <laughs> 19... A stripper Mirage. Yeah, you got like a base model. Actually, I wouldn't get the base model. I'd get the GT. 
But um, I, I just when I pulled up the curb weight, it showed me like the facelift. I'm like, actually, it's substantially better looking. The, than the facelift looks pretty good. The only thing is, I really like the pink that you can get on the early one. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's but the same color your laptop. You know what you can do? You can just get the facelift front end, which I imagine is made of tin and costs ninety dollars for the entire thing. Probably. And you can put that on your pre-face lift and yeah, then have it just pink. painted pink. Yep. Perfect. Done. Done. Or vinyl wrap it because so, it's a tiny car. So uh, a car that we can recommend if you are extremely subprime and you want a fun car Mitsubishi Mirage there you go Ryan's subprime Sanitsky it comes back again it comes back again <laughs> you could buy a W body or a Mirage I want to go buy back to okay so we were just talking about the momentum car I'm just going to use this because I want to talk about this topic um the tires that are yes. on your buddy's car yeah that okay can we talk about how tires can transform a piece of crap car into oh, an amazing absolutely, car yeah yeah no they totally can well, you don't honestly, to... like the first thing I look at now when I buy a car, I'm just like, well, what kind of tires are on it? And then I test drive it. I'm like, I wonder how much better I can make this thing just by spending like $700 on tires. You know, when I was, when we were teenagers, you know, we always would hear like the best mod you can do to a car is tires. And you're I like, yeah, but tires they... first, then brakes and then power. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was like, well, I don't really care. I, want, I just want to look cool. I'm seeing traffic all the time. All right. But now uh, being a, an adult. Uh, <laughs> well, at least of adult age. Of adult age. I now have a Mazda 5 with very good cheap tires. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, So you're telling me it's not one of those like three-way Venn diagrams of life where you can have cheap, good, and... There's a, a cheap, good quality. Oh. Or cheap, cheap quality and performance. I'm inclined to believe you because I've actually bought several sets of cheap tires over the last like 10 years. And I've witnessed the quality increase of these like cheaper tire manufacturers. Yeah. And like... I stand by the worst tire on the market today is better than like the best tire from 20 years ago. Just oh, absolutely. Just because of compound technology yeah. and engineering. Absolutely. Well, not, not, not just that, but I mean, there's some brands, uh, Sumitomo, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my some of their tires. favorite tire company in the world. I sell almost every car, I, every set of tires I sell at work are almost all Sumitomos. I have those on my van right now. Uh, For I had me, a, it's Kumo. Kumo's really good. But Sumitomo, I, the thing is they, uh, they had a partnership with Goodyear. Hmm. Uh, for most of their existence. They're sure. actually one of the oldest. They're almost as old as Dunlop. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I know it's an old brand. But what um, they're, they actually, the Zabatsu, the company owns them, dates back to the 1600s. But anyway. Um, That's really pre-war. Super pre-war. <laughs> it is like pre-Tokugawa Shogunate pre-war. Um, Why the fuck did I say anything? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're, um, they, they were in a partnership with Goodyear for most of their existence as a tire company. Mm-hmm. And one of the stipulations was that they could not sell tires in America. Well, interesting. if I understand correctly, when they brought Falcon over as a separate brand, because mm-hmm. they're Falcon's parent company, Goodyear got pissed because they were technically breaking the agreement and the Falcons were outselling the Goodyears. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a cooler drift team. I mean, their, their colors are pretty awesome, the green and blue. Um, you have a Falcon drift Porsche RC car right behind you. It's not mine. Well, it's there. That's fine. Okay, but anyway. I, I like Falcon tires. I do. Yeah. I've got anyway, them on the 2002 right now. I would never buy them because you can buy a, a Sumitomo for 30 bucks less per tire, and it's the exact same quality. But anyway, when they came here, uh, no one knew who, who they were, and they couldn't right. sell any of their stuff like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I remember seeing, like, Sumitomo wheels and stuff in the early 2000s. Really? I'd never mm-hmm. seen their wheels. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm about to look that up. Um, but their tires, they've been underpricing them to get them to sell because nobody knows the name. Because, like, you'll buy are they, are they loss leading or are they just taking, like, an at cost? I think they're taking, like, at cost. I don't okay. think they're loss leading yet because I think Falcon's the brand that brings in all the, all the dough. Sure. And Sumitomo's are just, like, kind of fattening it up. I know the margins on tires yeah. are thin. Super thin. But, um, yeah, but I mean, no, it's like, 
Okay, so let's I want to let's talk cheap tires. Um, but first, what's your favorite like non-budget tire? Like Cosby Dam, like just overall, what's your favorite manufacturer that makes the best gamut of tires? Advan. Advan the R888s. So those are Yokohama. Uh, Yokohama Advan. Okay. Um, in particular, in Japan we don't have it yet. I think it's called the Yokohama Advan HF Delta. Okay, the Advan series, I agree, but like. The S-Drive series, that's pretty good. The Icy Guard series, well, pretty good. The reason I'm saying this is my favorite, they brought back... Like best overall is what I'm saying. Like but, winter, intermediate, and summer. So, well, all right. So, so summer tire, I'm going to say Yokohama. I love their advance. Got to pick one brand. Oh, fuck. Well, no, because well, you have... Um, the Nokian it makes a much better winter tire. I understand, but I'm talking overall. We can get into what you like individually God, afterward. I, well, with winter tires, that that's the, that's the that tipper. Thro- that throws everything the off. The company that makes the best winter tire does not make the best summer tire. No, make a horrible summer tire. No, it's not not horrible. It's but not, like my favorite summer tire is a Michelin. Yeah, and my favorite winter tire is a Bridgestone. Well, see, that's the thing. Is or like, maybe a Nokia, like you were saying. Yeah, but um, I mean, Michelin would be a cost be damned for like an all season would right. be michelin oh, no they, question they, especially for like a light truck you yeah. cannot do better than a michelin defender yeah. ltx but. or their um the the michelin oh god what was it the one's kind of i think the no it's like i think the pilot's Ford or something oh yeah well, well you're talking on cars yeah on cars oh yeah it's a super sport that's the desirable one if you got a 17 or smaller yes yeah, so that's the pilot a super sport 4x that, it was the or, super sport that's okay. thing because i, Those I are don't really good tires I don't own but 17s. Kumo I, has yeah. a tire called the PS91 now, which yeah. is in the same space as the Pilot Sport 4X, which is an 18-plus-inch tire. Okay. And it is about 60% of the cost of a Pilot Super Sport, and it is like 95% the tire. Oh, wow. That's so those awesome. are those are what I've been... I put them on the 355 last year. I put them on my wagon, and then Piss Jugs put them on his wagon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that guy copies everything you do in your life. Fuck that guy. Um, anyway, but okay, go back... So you're saying let's let's talk favorite summer, favorite intermediate. This is Cosby Dam still, and then favorite winter. So my favorite summer mm-hmm. is going to be it would be the Japanese market Yokohama Advan HF Delta. Okay. I think it's called the HF Delta. They brought back their original performance tire that they made for wheels like back in the '80s. So you okay. can in, in the sizes that you can get. So it's for like <laughs> it's for like AE86s and AW11s and you know cars I'm into. Okay. So you can now get. A high-performance tire. It's the same design, so it looks identical for, like, a classic car That's show. That's kind of cool, It actually. looks really cool. So it's just a modern compound? But it's a modern compound. That is awesome. So it's perfect. I kind of want to put those on a modern car. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to put those on my van, and I'm like, wait, I actually have cars from this era. I could actually do this. Like, Mint. On Jana's, on, on Jana's Accord, those there look you go. perfect. Right. Look at the flip-up headlights and get those awesome <laughs> tires. Because on the outside, mm-hmm. it's a uh, normal... My tire compound, yeah. but on the inner edge, it's it's a slick. So when you're cornering and your car and your tires are cambered out in a hard corner, yeah. you suddenly get the slick side of it and you get better traction. It's really cool. Um, I feel like tire manufacturers are just like they're so good at what they do now. They're just like bullshitting us. They're like, I think oh, they are. Yeah. yeah, like look what we can do. Like no problem at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, uh, they've they've always been full of bullshit. I know. I, mean, like, I know. All right. So that's your summer tire. What's your I'm sorry to do this to you. What's your favorite all-season tire on the market? Uh, Sumitomo um, HTRASP02. Okay, that's very specific. Sounds good. Uh, winter tire. Winter tire would be a Nokian Hakapolita. Obviously. Yep. There are three actually. <laughs> yeah, R three. Yes. Okay. At the moment, until I make the R four. For me, like favorite summer tire uh, RE71R. Okay. Potenza. Favorite all-season uh, Nokian R three. 
No, R2. R2. Sorry. Okay. R3 is the okay. winter. R2 is the all season, but it like it looks like a winter tire. Or maybe the Michelin Premier LTX if you have a truck. Um, those are really, really good. The reason I elevated... This is still Cosby Dam, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the reason I elevated the Sumitomo from being just a good Jeep tire mm-hmm. to being Cosby Damned yeah. is because in the winter storm that we had here, yeah. the only time I got stuck was when I was on ice and I was high-centered. That was not a tire issue. Mm-hmm. That's an all-season tire issue. that I never got stuck with. And I've had a couple people from work that mm-hmm. have Tiguans, which are... Tall. You should get rid of those they're, people from they're, your They're life. stupid vehicles, but this is a vehicle where, as an example, doesn't have a ride height issue. Uh, they never got stuck, even with garbage front-wheel drive ones. And a 2.0T, which is about to explode. It's also, yes. But as long as it was running until the 2.0T decided to explode, like, they were fine. Sure. So, hmm. no, yeah. That's fine. Um, that's why did I do winter yet? This. I don't think so. No, you did not. I'm actually going to switch things up. Uh, General Ultimax Arctic. Really? I prefer it to the Nokian. Really? It's not as good, but it lasts way longer, and it's better to drive on. Well, that, that's entirely that, that's entirely reasonable, because it's, it's the Nokians are crazy expensive. Almost as good. I had a customer that spent four figures on a set of Nokians for his Golf. Scott has Nokians on his 911. They're just insanely expensive. Also, I have props to your brother for driving his Porsche in the winter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I took that thing down to Map for a dyno session when I, we were getting, like, an 8-inch snowstorm. Not awful, but, like, I got down to Map, and, like, the parking lot was bad. And, and like, got, I just got through park, it. parked right up. Like, we had to <laughs> we had to clean the car off on the dyno room for, like, an hour. Before was, you could get it on. Yeah, because like, it was so snowy and dirty. But, no, that thing has no, stri- no traction, no stability, control, no nothing, and the engine's in the back. And it was, it was great. So <laughs> no real complaints there. Um, let's do these questions again. Budget conscious. So budget conscious. Budget, budget, sorry, budget conscious. Favorite summer tire, all season um, and winter. Is, I may sorry. come. I may come through with a whole bunch of. Uh, fine. It can be obscure. I'm yeah. gonna do a uh, summer tire. Do they do a winter tire? No, they don't. Okay. So it's gonna get a little weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. None of this podcast has ever been weird. So yeah, exactly. I'll try to. Withhold judgment. Um, for summer tire, it'd be a Sumitomo Z th- or HTR Z3, which okay. is yep, a. I use those. Yep, that, that's their high performance compound. Um, it's a budget version of a Falcon, whatever. Yep. Um, They're good tires. Yeah, they are. I had those on the MR2. Again, I may go with the Sumitomo HTR ASP02. So same choice, budget be damned, exactly, budget yep. conscious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, regardless, I incidentally, will... this is the tire you have on your vehicle. It's like I'm a. It's like I love them. It's like you're a savant. <laughs> I would. I am actively looking for a Sumitomo sponsorship. I love them that much. I'll reach um, out to them. Yeah, I we should actually, actually should. Yeah, Kumo we, too. We really I love should. their tires. Yeah. Um, and then for the winter tire, it's going to get a little weird, but I think every now and then you can mm-hmm. find a clearance winter force or something. Like a Firestone winter force? Yeah, Firestone okay. winter force. Well, here's the thing. They just updated the winter force substantially this year. Really? Okay. So you're talking old winter force? You're talking new? That's one. asking clearance. Like you, old one. Yeah, the old one. Those are excellent snow tires. They are not very good ice tires. Really? Okay. So, but yeah, I remember I got those from my, from my Subaru for like... They're, still, think, like, they're still a winter tire. But I, I think, mean, that, that basic design's been around for more than a dececade. I think I got my... Them. Winter forces on my GL10 when I had the delusion of driving it for winter. I got gotcha. you. Uh, before it broke down in November. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but when I first got it, I was going to use it as a winter car. For sure. But oh, they're still, they're still I put on winter, winter tires. tires. But um, I got all four of them for under 
$250. Oh, they're insanely cheap. Yeah, I mean, all the molds cheap. have been paid for for so long. You can tell. They're just <laughs> like, just, yeah, just sell those, whatever, for like free. $3. Yeah, so that's why I would just go with that. And then, you know, if you're on ice, you know, just air them down a little bit. Say a little bit of fatter contact pads. <laughs> so. well, I had them on my Forerunner, and they were great. But they, uh, like the, the ice stopping traction was the same on my uh, Yokohama Geolanders as it was on the Winter Force. Which is not a good tire. Not good on ice. No, Yokohama is a Mitsubishi of tire manufacturers. Because when Yokohama makes a crappy tire, they make an especially crappy tire. And when they make a good tire, they make an especially good tire. All right. You know what? I want to talk about least favorite summer, medium, and then winter weather tires then. Least favorite? You just made me think of a tire manufacturer that I loathe. Which one? I want to talk about Pirelli. Oh, They don't make anything good. No, they don't. Except for the P0 Trofeo R. People like to put on Pirelli because they hear the name and they look at Formula One and they go, ooh, Pirelli. The oh, entire Pirelli. reason I'm convinced that that company still exists is because they have OEM tire manufacturer yes. rights for like Porsche, Mercedes, and sometimes BMW, but definitely Porsche and Mercedes. Pirelli is like the Lancia of tire manufacturers. They, at one point, were absolutely amazing. I'll my pop filter. <laughs> now they're like just the worst kind of terrible. I just... <laughs> I don't get it. They're really expensive. They don't wear well. They're super noisy. They're, they're terrible. They have unpredictable breakaway. I just it's across the board. Their winter tires are terrible. Their SUV tires are awful. I'm gonna say actually my least favorite I I think we're gonna agree with Pirelli for for their performance tires. My least favorite normal tire, my least yeah. favorite all season, is the Yokohama Avid. I have never driven on one of those. It go test drive a stock Subaru. No thanks. And watch it. Oh no! Watch it break traction with full-time four-wheel drive on, on mild snow. Is the worst tire. What on is Earth. the are they low rolling resistance? Um, no, they're like I, I think they're like Treadwear is like rated like it's like a seven hundred Treadwear, oh but the tires like usually shred apart after like twenty thousand miles. Thing. Yeah, the, when the tire cups and cracks so badly that you can't safely drive it anymore, who cares if it still has tread yeah, on it? That's, that's kind that's of the thing with one. Pirelli. And then um, I think just as a manufacturer, Goodyear, they're kind of on my shit list. Um, I don't they, know if I have a problem with Goodyear, but I don't like anything. They, they make they make a lot of what, just bogus tires. They make Corvette tires. Well, they go. also make the Goodyear G one fifty nines. The good. Sorry, they, I was trying to listen in on them with the <laughs> microphone gain. It or the um, <laughs> they make the Goodyear G159s. Which, I don't even know what those are. Oh, but Google the, them. Uh, the Eagle F1 asymmetric or whatever is still Let me tell you about the G159. This is a tire okay. that was rated under 55 miles an hour for use for like in-town delivery trucks, and they put them on RVs. Where they're driving are these like the U-Haul uh, car trailer tires? <laughs> but they were, they were put on... Right as they raise the speed limit from 55 to 75. Oh. And Goodyear said, oh, yeah, they're fine at 75 if you air them up correctly. Well, in their test, they had the tire aired up above what the ma- the maximum air pressure was for them. Okay. And they were just barely doing it. So when you have them aired up as they're supposed to be, they will shred apart and kill you. And there's actually, Jalopnik has been posting up about this class action lawsuit with, with Goodyear. Hmm. about that and is this a recent tire i can't imagine they made it uh from 1996 to today they still make them wow yeah um they are terrifying uh every time i see rv i remember I, that I space the news stories with the uh the firestone it's, something it's on like the explorers that. in the 90s where it's, they were like blowing like, out and rolling over the trucks or whatever imagine that but if firestone actively tried to cover it up didn't they well not goodyear did 
Because well, I, mean, I agree, they didn't do Goodyear, it. As... Goodyear put non. <laughs> Goodyear gave all the victims non-disclosure oh clauses, God. so they couldn't talk to each other, oh and then they paid God. them off. So they basically just gave them hush money. Jalopnik has a whole series about it, uh, huh. and they actually sent Jalopnik a cease and desist, in which a judge said that Jalopnik has the right to post this. Yeah, that seems like a free speech thing. Yeah, that Not is definitely a free speech. But, uh... Uh, yeah, it definitely is. So Goodyear hmm. is a gross company. Uh, my favorite tire manufacturer um, was kept out of the, the American market because of Goodyear. They are actively trying to kill me. I, I hate Goodyear. They suck. Fair so enough. That's why I hate Goodyear. I still think Pirelli is worse, but I agree. No, Pirelli is, is is a reasonable tire manufacturer is worse, but Goodyear is like grossly negligent. Okay. <laughs> so, I will say Pirellis aren't typically dangerous. They're, they're just not, they're terrible. Dangerous. They're just bad. They're, they're, they're harmlessly bad. Oh. That's what they are. Like Goodyear is actively trying to kill me. I still can't believe how bad. Like the uh, when Scott bought his 911, he bought those Carrera Light 18 inch wheels, and he bought OE rubber for it. Oh God, he didn't no. ask me ahead of time. And he bought like yeah Pirelli P0 Corsas, and they're. It, like the car would just like unpredictably start understeering randomly at the beginning of like clover leaves. <laughs> oh my god, it was bad. Like they were aired up correctly, they were brand new, Those and like terrible. I just had him take them off. He wore out a set of rears in a year. All right, um, so That's I had him put right. on Bridgestone Potenza uh, SO4 pole positions. Okay. That was the only time yeah, I could find that was reasonable. And like, he's doing a tractor terrible. right now, mm-hmm. and you know what? He hasn't crashed. That's a shocking. Oh, weird. I think a, a, good, good a good rule of thumb would be just any factory tire. I've yet to see a car that has a tire from the factory that's actually good. Yeah. I, huh. Well, I mean, okay, mass market car. Because, man, there's things like Lotuses that come with, like, R888s on them. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, actual, like, a normal car. Like, I can't, like, walk into a dealership For today sure. and go pick you. up a, Lord, a Lotus right now. You probably could. Well, because here in Buffalo, Minneapolis, we have a pretty big Lotus dealer. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, the, definitely factory tires, like for normal cars. They're just, because they go like, for the lowest. Yeah, the, cross, whoever, they're whoever, crossovers, man. Yeah. <laughs> Compromise. They, they go for the, the, the cheapest quality while still like meeting regulations. And I that's agree. what they do. And they wear out crazy fast. So, it's so crap. Yeah, so car factory factory tires just stay away from. All right, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm moving us on. Let's, do the, moving let's on. do the Patreon. Yeah, topic. let's do a Patreon. Um, so what I picked out of the list today, um, the Patreon topic once again from Scott here. Um, what car would you buy or drive to a interview to or with a trendy neighborhood, cheap to look rich? Okay, okay. so what car would you buy to look have rich. the illusion of wealth? Of wealth. Uh, B. Uh, opposite, what's the expensive car that makes you look poor? Okay. And then I actually added one to his list because I wanted to hear what you said about this. What car would you buy and drive to be a realtor? Oh, yeah, so that's a great one. So let's yeah. start with the first one. I'll just ask this to you first. You go first. Um, what let's car would you buy first. for cheap to look rich? And you could do multiple cars too. A cheap want. car to look rich? Yeah. I would probably say um, I would buy an older Mercedes. Okay. That many um, specific models or just any older Mercedes? The thing is, all right, so... I, you, I would say pre-94. We, 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 yeah, I would say a pre-94 Mercedes. I would say if it's if it's a summer car, an R107. Sure. Okay. So yep. the 80s... Those are starting to get expensive Late now, 70s, though. 80s. You, you can still get them needing a timing chain yeah, can. for cheap. Yeah, and timing chains those are very, very cheap to do. Yeah. Well, even the 560s. Well, yeah, like, uh, the aftermarket's make Masterlink chains for those now. Yeah, so literally, yeah, you, can do a, you can do a main timing chain on one of those in like 20 minutes. If you get one of those, you put a Euro front end on it. Like yeah. the normal one kind of looks a little plebeian. They do. But With Euro lights and bumpers, the though, Euro those lights, things are sexy. That takes yeah. a car to the next level. It's a whole different world. It's just like my I would 15. say yeah. that okay. or 
I would say, uh, what's the generation of three series from the early 2000s? What are those? E46. The E46 M3 I would get. Okay. Yeah. Because you can still get those kind of cheap. They are bottomed out right now. Yes. I do think I they'll go up eventually. Oh, no, no they definitely one. will because everybody's going to crash at E36 and they're going to move on to E46. I like that car because it's, it's a little bit unassuming too. I mean, it still it kind of looks like, like it's if you know If you know a car, right. like you see the vents you're like in the like wide fenders, you're like, right. that's an M3. If you're just a normal guy, you're like, this is a guy that likes a nice German automobile. I agree. Um, yeah, so that'd be my cheap okay. car to look rich. Sure. What okay. would yours be? Those are pretty good. Um, well, I'll, I'll swing back first off to like a car that I didn't really think about this Actually, with. Actually, I want to add, I, I no, I, I yep. add one car. Uh, older Lexus LS. Like or a, a like GS. A first or second gen or what? First, second, or third gen Lexus LS. Second, or I would, I would say, say third. third gen only for the GS. Because the first two make you look like a yeah. drift boy Yabo. Yeah. But uh, I would say the early, like 2003 of each would be a good. Yes. Well, I mean, the, except th- the that's... first two gens LSs are old enough where people don't think that they're fancy cars anymore. That's, that is true. I guess you, you do have a point. Like the 2003 LS 460 or whatever it was, or 430, LS 430. Like it had like the, the clear reflector <laughs> tail or taillights. It had the big five spoke 18 inch wheels on it. Like it looks like a fancy car. Yeah, and that's those true. are that is true. properly cheap. Um, so. And actually, my editor from Japanese nostalgia car, Ben Su, mm-hmm. uh, he bought his wife a V8 GS. I forgot exactly what number it is. It's it probably GS. a 430. Four, four, 400 is the earlier one. So be the 430 or the 450. But um, it oh, was. Oh, it's a later one. It okay. was is a the, a later one, and you had I to, think those are still you, you had to order it specifically. With the V8? With the V8 to get it. With, and then they got like this really rare it's pearl white. It's odd federalize a car and then not immediately list, like, stock them. Yeah, it, well, I think it was really weird like the way they did it. Huh, but it was okay. a car that you would have to get by order only because okay. it was such a rare sure. combination of it's things. It's like an M6 Grand Coupe I with think, a manual. Yeah, I think they just they federalized it so they could say that they can make it. Like sure. for for sure. advertisements, but okay. they didn't they didn't think it would sell well enough, so sure. they didn't put them in the dealerships. And that's probably accurate. So those are that's a car I'd get. Okay. And actually, that's, I think a Lexus. Yeah, that is exactly what uh, Ben was doing when he bought his Honestly, wife that, that car. GS. I think is a really good option because yeah. those are real cheap and they're really good. They're actually really nice cars. Yeah, they're really good cars. I don't remember that. I think like oh six or something that style started, but yeah, yeah like a first that, year that GS four thirty. Like yeah. they're rear wheel drive, like really reliable V eight. Like yeah, other than the fact that car. they're auto only, yeah, I mean they are like yeah. seriously. You can pick one of those up for like four grand. So anyway, back to your answer. because yeah. I had to mention. So one. I'm gonna start with the car that I actually bought not intending to have this happen and has happened to me quite a bit and that is my Boxster S. So just a plebeian first really? gen 986 Boxster. Like people will stop me on the street and be like, "Damn, that's a nice car." Like, "Really?" And like even like my that's boss at work that frankly, owns like Ferraris and a 987. That like, car's that's a nice car. That car's kind of clapped out. Well, I mean, mine's it's well used. It's, it's got yellowed. It's got miles. yellowed headlights. It's got no, chips. No, those, those have been buffed out. Well, I mean, like chips. I remember it. It's got. K, it's like yeah. made of paint chips. It, yeah. The the hood of your car looks like Edward James Olmos's face. It's just covered in. Pack I have marks. a spare hood. So, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting it on yet because I don't care. Um, but yeah, no, I think it it comes down to like it does have the updated xenon headlights. It does have um, the 18 inch twist wheels, and it's it's a nice color. And it has Porsche crest badges on it. So, like, I paid six grand for that car. And people, like, I get more that's, attention in that's that That's a thing. lot of car for six grand, it actually. Because insane... that's a car. That's why I bought it. That's in the same price range as that Lexus I just, I exactly. just mentioned. Like, that's but a the Lexus lot of car won't break. 
That's true. That Porsche and the Porsche will, will and has and probably well, will again. Well, the thing is that that Porsche that says here to drive to an interview, which you're going to do once because you're going that. to get the job. So you drive it to the interview, it blows mm-hmm. up on the way back from the interview, you now have a job to fix it. Exactly. Except you hopefully own a Mitsubishi that car Mirage oh my goodness. to drive to work after or if said you have interview. If you're yes. Me. <laughs> you have a cheap, um, affordable, functional car to drive afterwards. But no, I, I'm trying to rack my brain. Is like I'm sure there's like a really, really good answer for this question. That we're all forgetting about. I, I honestly would probably pick like a 2004 5 Series. The first year of that E60 gen, because yes. that looks like a really modern, fancy car. And, like, you can pick up a pretty nice higher mileage 3-liter, which is a really reliable car, for, like, four and a half grand. Or you could do any older Mercedes G-Wagon, because those are most, way too much money. Well, old, old one from the 90s. Even still. Really? They're you can't still, really get them less oh than, God. like, 12 for, like, a really crappy old one. Uh, uh, you know, oh, if, I got this. No, Unimug. definitely not a unimog no no not not Um, that that that's a great card that will answer the second part of this question but i mean (laughs) even like if you can stomach like the active body control issues like if you buy a w220 s class Mm -hmm. like a s500 or something like that especially if it's got the big amg wheels on it like those are a couple of grand another car that i think might might work for this Mm -hmm. would be an infinity m30 the original infinity coupe Okay. And my reasoning is that's a car that you can buy for three to five grand mm-hmm. and it looks like it's in the same price range as that R one oh seven. It looks like a car that's worth twice as much money. But nobody knows what it is. But, and that's the thing. But people will see it. It looks luxurious and people will go, Wow, you have a nice car collection. You have this beautiful car that you obviously spent a lot of money on. All right. Like and you spent no be. money at all. <laughs> it costs the same price as a, <laughs> just a 25-year-old Civic. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's desirable. <laughs> exactly. That would actually be a good topic to talk about. Cars that are very rare but not desirable. Yes. <laughs> we'll we have should, to look at that. I'm going to actually add that, add that to add 11. Because that, that would definitely be great for the next episode. Um, Let's do the B. All right. So B. the opposite. What is an expensive car that actually makes you look poor? Me? I will answer first. You will answer first. I'm going to say any early 2000s Maserati, particularly <laughs> any not brand new Quattroporte, will oh, make you man. look like... I don't think that's true. Well, no, it's that's a car where... Actually, I guess that is a little bit of a quandary, because that's a car it's that so makes It's so cheap to buy secondhand, though. It is so cheap. And anybody that knows a, even a modicum about... Italian cars. Yeah, but those people just want to be hood rich. Those cars. And that's the thing. That that's a car. Because every single time you ever see one, there's a drug dealer driving it. Yep. Like that is a hood rich. It's got child support money running through the engine. That is a terrible, terrible vehicle that makes you look poor and be poor because your shit's broken all the time. Um however, another car answers that question is any Cadillac ever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like literally any Cadillac. Like you're a really wealthy old person that likes a comfy ride, and you look like a clapped out person living in a trailer park. Exactly. Like interesting. You want? Do you have an automatic Corvette? But now you want power seats and uh, heated seats. Congratulations! Well, we have an XLR, XLR for you. Yeah. However, I your saw XLR, one the other day. I've seen two <laughs> in like the last like it. year and a half. That's incredible. But um, no, that's like any car, like the XLR, like that's wow. that that's a car that makes sense. It has a market <laughs> for it, but you see it and you're like, this is the first that doesn't have any money. This car is obviously clearly depreciated to, to nothing. Right. Or a 90s Mercedes, like a late 90s Mercedes. But those aren't expensive to buy. True. Those are not expensive. Well, I guess neither are Cadillacs. So they, just, initially they shitty. are. They were just cheap they, and chase. So Mercedes I guess, doesn't make you look poor, though. Well, 
Not well. Some of them do. Like, like a C class t- will make you look. As I say, like look at like a late nineties E three hundred and tell me that does not actually. Make you know you what? Think of poor people. Mercedes CLA, that new front wheel drive based micro sedan. Oh, really? People buy those because they're like a thirty grand base model or whatever, and like uh, one with any options at all is forty thousand dollars. And like, you know, when you see one of those, that that person has an eighty-four month loan on that car, <laughs> and you true. know <laughs> that they are not able, like you know, they're poor. So I guess it doesn't make them look poor, but like by a certain way, I guess it does. So I guess another car that's so these are both cars that are, were once expensive but are now very cheap and they look like they're cheap. I think for the sake of this argument, we need to talk about initial sale price and then well, just what you. There are still cars that like are expensive and they make you look poor. So a great example. Um, what is that uh, '90s Ferrari that looks kind of like a hotted up C5 Corvette? Oh, a 456 GT. 456 GT. There's one of those outside right now. There is one outside right now, and that is a car that is actually a lot more expensive because that's still a 40 grand car. Yeah, that's an expensive car on the low end, and that's makes you like everybody that knows that's anything a about pension port. That, that's that's a penny <laughs> pinching car. Ferrari. Yeah, like yeah, that, I almost that said is, Porsche, but. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's a car that you get that just makes you look poor. Um, I was gonna okay for me, it's gonna be like a Cadillac ELR. So like somebody who spends seventy-five thousand dollars on a mild hybrid that is a Chevy Ooh. Volt with giant wheels on it. To, that makes to be you look honest, poor. That, that it, I don't think it makes you look poor. It does. That makes you look like you are just debilitatingly mentally unfit for like being in public because <laughs> that's just well, like, can't it be both? Not necessarily. It's not okay. poor car. Fine. Oh, fine. Okay. How about like, um, what's a car that holds its value really well and shouldn't? Ford F one fifty. There you go. That's a great one. Or uh, I was um, gonna say like any crossover. Any Toyota Sienna oh, that's God. not the oh, highest trim goodness. level. Yes. Because those minivans are insanely are so expensive. expensive. Yes. Any minivan that's not the highest trim level. Oh uh, that, not the XLR. Like, seriously, like forty Sienna. grand. Yeah, that, that's an incredibly makes expensive car. Like, that makes oh you look like a cab driver. Makes you look like you run your own daycare at your house. It does. Yeah, like that. That is a car that makes you look poor. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, so, so I that's, think that, that's maybe a, we should have gone with the category of vehicles, but I think we've we've established the winning <laughs> answer is, or the is correct the answer. Yeah, it is the Sienna. Yeah, that or in a, in a um, Odyssey like limited or whatever. Not a touring, but not, a limited. Yeah, the limited, not the touring. Because the touring actually looks nice. The limited right. has all the same shit, but looks normal. The outside looks like a base model, but yeah, the inside's got all the equipment. So, what would you get if you were a realtor? Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay. Um, I would. Buy... I, th- I, th- I think our. I think our sound engineer has something to say. Lexus RX three fifty. That's for the realtor? Yes. Yeah. That's a realtor car? Eh, that would be a good that realtor is, car. Yeah, yeah beige RX 350. Good, real, good realtor car. Okay. Oh, what we're saying, that no, that's a common realtor car. Yes. We're not, that's not a good Like, what would you get as a realtor? Well, okay. Like, if you had to have a car. What's something could, cheap you would buy as a realtor to make you look like you're doing really well? That can also fit people in it. So it's Yeah, like I guess and, that's a good criteria. And be kind of reliable. So, like, an Infiniti. You can't pick a Miata. Yeah, so like an R107, I would not put in that category or an Infiniti M30. Right. No, you'd want a big SUV to haul them around that you can afford. But then to be so expensive, you're not going to make you're not yes, gonna get money back. But, but that's then a business expense. Well, so they're realtors. Well, yeah, they're right not intelligent. Yeah, I mean, piss trucks is just next to retarded. Yeah, so it's really <laughs> If you have a small so. autonomy car, it looks like you're not successful. 
That's true. That's right. a good point. No, it has to be something true. like it's good to keep fuel economy in mind, but like mainly just things that make you look like you're doing well and can seat four but are cheap to buy. Well, still so a million mile big SUV. Yep. Okay. So you would still go RX three fifty. You know what? Going back to a car that's expensive, it makes you look poor. Yeah. A Brabus Smart. Oh, yeah. Because those are really expensive, and they are literally a Smart. Yes, they are. <laughs> but they have fancier wheels on them, like Monoblock 6s. So but... that, that is another example for a car that's expensive and makes I, you look poor. I was going to say uh, a T2 but, Cayenne V6. That's for your realtor car? Yep. All right, so that would be, just knowing, because that's basically a, like a hotted up Touareg, it's um, just a Touareg. It's just a Touareg. There's no hots. It's just a Touareg. Th- that, that's something I would never recommend to anybody. Cause that you're, but you can get it in a six-speed manual. You can, but then you're never going to be able to go a to... A realtor wouldn't. You never go to house showings because you're always going to be in the loaner car for the shop, that whatever well, shop you have the car that's why I said V6. Because right. it's a VR6, and Which it's actually is... pretty reliable. Mm. And if you get it with a stick, it's actually pretty reliable. The but le- you still have every single electrical and chassis system from a Touareg and a Cayenne to deal with. And, and those that people, VR6 as you know, is very overstressed. It is, absolutely. So that VR6, She's that timing the- chain is going to go immediately. Ba-dooey. Yeah. Um... You know what I would say? What? A brand new Subaru Legacy 36R Touring. Okay. Because that's a car that is a... A sedan. Four, no, it's the not Legacy. Ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, Outback oh. 36R Touring. But the reason is... is that's like the only that, wagon I don't like. That would... It looks like a $60,000 car, but it every single option in the world, you will make that just barely kiss the $40,000 mark. I don't think any Subaru looks more than forty grand. If you're not a car person, though, if you're a person buying, even a house, still, yeah, I think that that's a car. But I mean, like, if you, it, it, when you get into it and you see the brown leather interior, oh, I have no doubt like, the interior it is looks very nice, absolutely beautiful, and it does not look like a, a cheap. Car. I just don't think it looks expensive enough to be like a successful thing. That's fair. But that's fair. I think I, personally, I think I would put that in that category. It's a, it's a smart decision. We're talking about dumb decisions that make your make uh, you look like a good realtor. Exactly. Basically, just assume that your piss jugs are trailer park girl and just what yeah. We but do. I said good realtor, not a terrible realtor. Right. That but has a they, hair lip. They both are trying to be hood rich. So, like, what what would you <laughs> would you buy a Maserati Quattroporte? Like, what would you do? No, God, no. Um, <laughs> I would never recommend that to anybody. I would say. Um, a BMW 5 Series with a straight six. That's a good answer. That'd be a really good car. Makes you yeah. look like you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you really don't need any money for that. That's true. Um, that or an older Land Cruiser. Oh yeah, I mean, like the fuel early, would kill you, early 2000s they're... Land yeah. Cruiser would be a really good one. People see those. Um, That's pretty butch. That's awesome. You know, maybe an Acura SLX. SLX, wow. That's a weird car. That is. But, so most people, most people don't know what that I is. I have never heard one of it those referenced. It is a Zuzu Trooper, <laughs> is a trooper. with, with uh, bronze window tint First and a leather time, interior. And a gold trim package. <laughs> not forget that. Oh, you have to. Oh, my word. <laughs> when I, I saw like a vintage ad for an <laughs> SLX and a book I bought full of vintage car ads. And I'm like, what the hell is this a you Suzu Trooper? Exists. Back when, when my parents bought their oh house when I was a kid back in like 1997, our realtor did actually have an oh SLX. Oh, word. Yes. So I think that, there's a retro review of the SLX. Really? We're going to so. we're gonna have to look for that. But that's definitely... There's a badass going by on a Harley right now. America. Oh, he's idling by. He's taking a sweet time. Of course. It's probably overheating. 
Yeah, probably. It was a BMW behind him. It was dead silent. A BMW motorcycle. It was ah, dead silent. Beamer. Dead silent and twice as fast. Uh, at least <laughs> twice as fast. Harleys are so slow. Okay. All right. I so think yeah, that's, that's a... I, I think the SLX wins that. Because oh. that's a car that looks like you know what you're doing. It's a little bit older, so... But it doesn't, doesn't make you look it successful. It doesn't look shitty though. Like it that doesn't looks, look shitty. But that looks like it looks like that's a car where there's probably a good story as to why you own that, and you might like offer. If it's super clean, okay. That's what I mean, like a clean SLX. I think not so. clapped out like it rusty does, one. It it has the same kind of ethos to it as mm-hmm. like a clean '90s Lexus. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's like, it's like I'm upper middle class. So what's what's Corey gonna pick for this? Corey, what's your choice? Subaru uh, Baja. All right, fuck nope. off. <laughs> I muted him. He's dead All to right. me now. I um, I actually like the Baja, but I wouldn't. Baja's I, a piece of shit. Let's move on. It doesn't you fit. Should, should no Bajas. Never ask me anything on here. Is your answer just going to be Baja? Probably. Probably right. the yellow so, manual variety. I don't know shit. So co- coming off of, of this question, we mentioned the uh, Porsche Cayenne. Because yeah. that seems like a great value with a V6. Um, well, the V8s are actually cheaper. Yeah, versus... with good reason. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, it seems like just working in an automotive shop that mm-hmm. specializes in Volkswagens, I have a lot of people that buy. Sorry, that was I, I that pulled, was I pulled, Brian a, I pulled a you. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of people that buy weird old cars without yeah. doing an inspection. Oh god! Like, no. and they come in for a post purchase. Some people inspection. just want to watch the world burn. I just did a post purchase inspection for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, what the hell were you thinking? And they listed it as a PPI in the email. I'm like, oh, okay, how do you want to do? It? Like, oh, it's in Illinois. I'm going to buy it next week, and then I want you to inspect it. I'm like, that is that's backwards. That is, that is not how these work. But You're I'm doing glad this backwards. to take your money and tell you what this car needs. Well, it's like the, how the, shit it's literally it's literally like instead of saying, hey, how good is my car? that I'm about to buy, it's saying, hey, how badly did I just get screwed? Basically. The people that do these inspections people don't know. Just they're, want, not, they're not car people. They don't listen to this podcast. They only want justification for their decision. Yeah, that's what they want. Well, so I'd like, like a I've got two examples that have happened in the last week since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. I had one person that bought a 1996 Volkswagen Cabrio, mm-hmm. which... That's a Mark III and a half? Mark III. It's still the Mark III front end. Okay. So they go, okay, cool, Mark III. It's got the ABA. It's got a manual transmission. It's good. But the thing is, the Cabrio's the, the roof size leak. Nobody ever takes care of them. They were owned by people that just want a top-down fund for cheap. And they're Mark III, so they're terrible. It, and it's a Mark III. So, yes, it's got a great engine, but the chassis is going to annihilate itself. The, the ABA is the two-liter single-overhead cam, yeah. reliable Volkswagen. The most reliable engine. Volkswagen engine But it was attached made. to their five-speed manual, typically, which loses second and reverse if you look at it wrong. Yep. And guess what this car was missing? Second gear. Second gear, reverse. Um, it had massive rust problems. We had to put it on an alignment rack because the rust... They're like the, early the 2000s frame. Mazdas with how they yeah. rust. It's bad. Like the frame was so bad, we had to put it on an alignment rack to get it up in the air. Um... Every single fluid was pissing out of every single orifice. <laughs> and like Corey. the uh, whole shift linkage, every piece of plastic in the shift linkage, which has about that was 30, shift. that it could have easily the, been a, a four piece thing, the was made so of 30 different pieces. And they're yeah. all made of, like, I'm pretty sure Bakelite. Oh, <laughs> no. Not the Kugelfischer plastic. <laughs> but, um, no, the car. It's the been car. Let's the car. Stand 17 years. <laughs> but, no, the, the car. I, I told the lady. I'm like seventeen years. It needed 
it needed twenty. So I'm just trying needed, to kill Corey. It needed twenty eight hundred dollars of work <laughs> on a three hundred dollar car <laughs> on a car that she bought for like fifteen hundred bucks. And she goes, "Well, what needs to be done now?" I'm like, "About twenty two hundred of this needs to be done right now." Twenty two hundred of it is a safety issue. Not not to mention the broken springs. Oh my goodness! That the exhaust is going to give her tinnitus. Um, tinnitus. Like, yeah, tinnitus. Um, all the other issues, and then the interior being cracked to hell, and Mop. the roof, the Mop. roof leaking everywhere. Mop. So, sorry, I'm doing the Archer yeah. mop noise. From so anyway, tinnitus. that was um, that that was one example. The other uh-huh. one was somebody that bought. Is that that van? Oh, it's a van. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know this story already. A I'll 1969 let you tell it. Volkswagen Type Two. And they bought that without a PPI. Bought without a pre-purchase inspection. <laughs> Some for people just want under to watch the world five thousand dollars up here. Yes, up here oh. in Minnesota. <laughs> they they didn't know anything about cars. Not a thing. They said it was an impulse buy. We weren't looking for a car prior to catching this. They got super duper lucky because all they needed to do is rebuild the entire brake system, put in a clutch and rebuild the engine. Sure. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a lot of work, but really for one of those, it's not bad. All of that on that van is going to be less than a Mark three cabrio. Honestly, I think, I think, (laughs) I think it would be that that should total out to be around six to 7,500 bucks. Okay. And that's like, that's extensive work. Absolutely. Um, now, that sounds like a lot of work, but on a Type 2 van, those had really bad problems with their front beam suspension rusting out. When those beams sure. rust out, that's $7,500 right there. I got, Jeez. I, I showed them, we had a 72 in the shop mm-hmm. that needs uh, basically everything. This guy's first car, he found it up in the Iron Range after he had sold it like 25 years ago. Oh, no. And well, so it's he, got sentimental. It's got sentimental, oh, sentimental value, but we're now we're $7,200 into it, and it's still not yeah. roadworthy. We got $7,200 into it where we can now move it around our lot without having to push it with an <laughs> ATV. And that's not including engine rebuild. That's to get it running so it can idle its oh, way across our lot. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one of those things. You really have to do a pre-purchase inspection, not a post-purchase inspection. I mean, there are some cars <laughs> where you can just wing it, like a manual Camry. Just like, who cares? Just don't waste even, your $100. Even, but... even then, like, they're, they're going to find a way. Like, I would always I know, do a pre-purchase every inspection. Every car, like, I agree. I was well, no question. If, like, I, if I were a layperson and I didn't know what to look for, even, I would do it. Even myself, like, if I'm looking at a car, yeah. like, if I'm doing it, if I'm looking at a car that's anything more than $2,000, I absolutely yeah. do Okay. A pre-purchase inspection because I know my car, my way around cars really well, but having another set of eyes because I know I get rose-colored glasses when I see a car. Oh, dude, yeah, I fall in love with cars. Yeah, I see a Cressida. I'm like, dude, I don't care about the head gasket. Things fucking awesome. It's a Cressida. Well, which is then, why you ended up with a Cressida one. With it, that needs a head gasket. Yeah, because I do that. Um, but the thing is, when I bought the Mazda, I had three different mechanics look at it because I knew what it needed. The other two mechanics concurred. I'm like, okay. We all agree Do that you I should buy this. Yeah. It's like launching a nuke. <laughs> like How I many need... keys do you need to sign this title? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never done a PPI on a car. I, I always do. Well, it's because you're a lot more um, clear-minded when you purchase a vehicle than I am. Uh, I think I'm just lucky. Yeah, you're lucky. You're a lot more lucky than I am. I'm not lucky at all. When I all. bought that Ferrari, I did. I didn't know. I mean, I asked him questions, and I got a couple of pictures topside, but like, if the rear subframe had been rusted out, like, <laughs> it would have been fucked. Yeah. So and like, it was perfect. Yeah. So 
that that's the thing. It's like you, you get a lot more lucky than I do. And, and like my, Mr. Wags. It's, it's a miracle that I've only lost money on two cars I've owned in my life. That is actually a, a Christmas miracle. miracle. Yeah. Like every other car, with the exception of my God. Supra and my CRX, is the only two cars I've ever lost money on. <laughs> <laughs> I lost money on the Forerunner just because I needed to get rid of it at the time. And in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome truck. That was a great truck. Five-speed, 96, 3.4. Non, non-interference engine, right? Which is good because it had yeah. the original timing belt, water pump, and thermostat. Who cares? At 256,000 miles. Who even it. cares? Nobody, apparently. The <laughs> geography teacher I bought it from was like, weird, that's a timing belt, huh? I'm like, yep. That's... How about I give you less money for it now? You know, d- that had a leather interior in it, right? No. It okay. Was, it was, was say, an if... SR5. It was not a limited. You couldn't get a manual and a limited. I was going to say, if you get it with a leather interior, I would add you that could. to my list of cars that make you look like you have more money. Okay. Because those actually aged really well. A limited would. The SR5 is kind of basic looking, but you could option up an SR5 with a leather interior. You know, that's another car that I really like. Uh, just for like... The, the, well, I mean, just the Forerunner as a whole. You know what I have a kind of a guilty love for? Hmm. FJ Cruiser with a six-speed. You know, we should we should do that as a topic of like Gu- modern, modern, love. modern cars that don't really suck that are normal. Like normal modern cars that don't suck. Like I want a car where I can get a plebeian base model with everything short of like crank windows. Oh, missing. so you're talking Corey's car. Well, I mean. A, a base model 328 six-speed. Like, yeah, that's a great car. It has no options except well, it has two options. It, it has a heated steering wheel, wheel but it's, it's got a heated steering wheel, but not that heated thing seats. has like <laughs> the best naturally aspirated six cylinder short of the S fifty four and the best six speed yeah. manual transmission I've ever felt. And I love and it's a base model. I love the modern Forerunners. People always complain about their interiors and stuff, but yeah. I love them. I think that's a perfect interior. Like, a purpose. base model Forerunner, a base model Taco with a manual transmission is great, and you can still get a rear wheel drive Taco with a manual. Yep. Like, and now they have great. the 2GR in them, so they're actually making power. Yeah, like they're very good cars. Oh, man. So, yeah, we should Now just... I want a freaking burrito again. I guess we should just do this topic right now since we're already talking no, about it. No, no, no. <laughs> I put it on the episode 11 list. All right, list. cool. Um, we'll try to do that on Tuesday. What are we going to end out today with? Um, I mean, we got I've got, got some one news. more topic I can talk about. Well, yeah, I, I picked one national news story. I don't know if you really call this news, but... As I'm sure you guys are all aware of, uh, North and South Korea leaders met yesterday and they started peace agreement talks. Yes, they did. Which is exciting to me for a different reason, because car stuff. Oh, no, that's exciting to me. I thought the same thing. Okay, good. When I I saw those people hold hands crossing that line, I'm like, ooh, we're going to get that fake knockoff Mercedes 190 thing. I literally thought the same thing. I I was taking a shit. Uh, at work. I, was, I actually said this audibly. I walked out of the bathroom and the other guy that works up front with me says, what the hell is a king saying 88? And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I need a king saying 88 now. But the, the king... The, yeah, let, tell the lovely listeners right. what a king saying 88 is. So nobody is. knows what a king saying 88 is. I do. I do too because I love the Mercedes 190. Um, me is, too as the owner of several of them yes, in the past. Yes, you, you have. And I, me as the owner of zero because I don't want to deal with CIS and I can only want... I had want, a diesel. Yes, you, I want a diesel or I want a carbureted one. Um, oh my the king saying okay. 88 came with a carburetor. It did. So two you, of them. Two of them. So you didn't have to deal with CIS. CIS. Uh, it was also an extremely, extremely base model. It didn't even have a blower motor, so like dirt would like blow through the vents, which I'm not too worried about. We should have touched on. Oh shit! That I was gonna say we should have touched on, touch on this with Trig, but well, this actually, hadn't been announced you know what I also thought is uh, with Trig, we should have asked him what he would have put into a Mondial. Oh forgot. crap! We have we have to call him up and ask him. So, uh, well, probably we'll just get him back next week. Um, Hello. But anyway, no. The uh, the thing is with the Kang saying 88 because Korea literally they. 
if I remember correctly, I think they just stole one. Like literally they had somebody steal one from hmm. Europe and That's they sent cool. it to North Korea and then they reverse engineered the stolen car. Um, I remember like the factory video that the, someone leaked or whatever. Yeah, it was like, like, remember the, the radio they put in there? It was like a 92 aftermarket tape deck from Jensen or something. Yeah. And it was in like, oh, man. It, and this was like being made like Super last year. Great. Yeah. It's like a um, 2017 model. But the thing is because they just reverse engineered it, uh, they just basically had all the same like molds for everything. Yeah. So you have, you can mount everything up. Um, you can mount everything up to it from a Mercedes 190. So what you can get is you get a King Sang 88, you get a clapped out 190, yeah. you put the 190 interior into the King Sang 88. You now have a very, very reliable Mercedes 190 with a sick front end. Have you seen the grill on them? I of course I've seen it. It's I watched like, that factory video, which like made me happy. So for people for that North don't know, Korea. it's like it's a built grill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's just like built fake. Look. It's sure built it's like look. It, it's, it, it's got fake chrome on it, but yeah. it's got it's got this awesome like super communist looking like star yeah. logo. It's like a Peugeot mixed with a Mercedes. And I only can imagine yeah. like if you look at it and very closely, you see Kim Jong Il like happily. Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong um, Kim Il Sung. Uh, happily smiling at you on top of a hilltop. Like, that's what I'm imagining. Glorious Leader made an excellent... <laughs> oh, man. That but reminds they've... me of the... Uh, oh, God. Mike is showing me the the um, Team America World Police Kim Jong-il character puppet face. But they they also made some other uh, really cool cars like, in know. North Korea. That like The, the King Sang 88 is definitely the coolest of their cars. But... Um, they also stole an abundance of, or they they purchased a thousand Volvo four one forty fours from Sweden, Good and then Lord. never paid for them. I was gonna say <laughs> they purchased them. They that never seems paid odd. for them. Um, <laughs> there's an abundance of old uh, Mercedes SELs from the eighties in there. One twenty sixes. Yeah, the one twenty six. I was gonna say Kim Jong Un currently has W two twenty one S classes, and he okay. I say multiple because he has a motorcade. <laughs> Well, they also um, their the state car um, no, is a uh, Sengyang Chairman oh, based car, nice. which is a South Korean car. Mm-hmm. But that's based off of They're the so late ugly. '90s Mercedes E Class, yeah. which is that car I previously said is a drug dealer only car, and what our Chrysler 300 and Dodge Charger are also based off of. Yeah, but that the that W210 is, E Class is a whore of a car, but that. I mean, here, there's a picture for you to look at. Yeah. I've it looks very it. South Korean. It does. But uh, they, <laughs> there, is a, there is a version. It's very Hyundai. There is a version that was uh, either made or sold for the, the North Korean market that was made in that little factory they have sure. where they share workers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that, that's actually a great example of another uh, South Korean car. So if you want a cheap Mercedes that is also reliable, go to North Korea. Which you'll soon hopefully be able to do. I can't wait. I want to visit Cuba also, first, yes. and then I want to visit North Korea. I want. I want. I want to go to Cuba. I, I want, want to get... see Kim Jong Un's uh, motorcade toilet car. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, one of his three motorcade W two twenty one S classes has no function other than just having a toilet in it. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because in North Korea they say that the the deer leader does not poop. Well, you, he they say that he does not have a butthole, yes. but that's odd because I believe he uses the toilet vehicle for making boom boom. 
Well, the, the North Korean people don't pants. know. That, um, thank goodness. It's got tinted windows, I assume. God, we could just like do an entire episode on Cuban cars, too. I don't want to get into that in this oh, episode. Cuban car culture is amazing. I love Cuban cars. But no, but, yeah, I think that's just as good as any... Um, <laughs> See now, now I'm just I'm just imagining myself with the Sang Yang 88 because I'd totally da- daily drive. I know you would. I totally would. Men are trying to register that goddamn thing at the DMV. Like, what is this? It's a Sang Yang 88. A what? It's from North Korea. It's Why Mer- is it full of nukes? It, it's it, it's a Mercedes 190. Whatever. <laughs> just, just title just, it as a 190. Title is a 190. Never mind. It. It's WBAB5. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Okay. I be- tangent. Every country has a, nev- a number or a letter for the VIN code. Yes. Like W's Germany, whatever. One is America. North Korea what is doesn't. North Korea? Because the N is already taken by the Netherlands. Is it like F? Or like F-U? Is there, D is for Deutschland, so it can't be DPR. W is for What's Germany. K? Is there one for K? I don't know. Excuse I, me? South Korea, I think it's I made S. a burp. Um, Hopefully it's something. What's like the shittiest letter? God. Uh, L. Is there an L? There's an L in the alphabet, yeah? No, I mean in the VIN. <laughs> I know there's an L in the alphabet. That's why it's called L. It's in the alphabet. Alphabet? Um, no, I, I think I, I don't think there's a, there's a country that has L yet. It does North Korea already have one? Because they do export to China, so there is a chance it can get out, so they would have to do that. Oh, my God. Never mind. I don't even care. Hopefully, hopefully they just pick a number. Maybe it's like but, six. No, because the numbers have already been taken. They've, there are already ten countries that have numbers. Fine. So... We will do some research and get back to you next episode. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh, and on the next episode topic, I'm actually out of town this next weekend, so I'm not sure what our podcast upload schedule is going to look like, but uh, we'll try to get, at very least, the Saturday uploads going for you guys as normal. Um, there may be a missing Wednesday, but we'll uh, we'll try to get everything recorded and kind of keep business as usual just so you can count on it. But uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will catch you uh, next week. Thank you. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye-bye.